0: This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the US-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Sami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit.
1: America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcast, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com, americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at AmericasRT. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable.
0: This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., we are truly honored to welcome a principal leader, a great American patriot, and one of our nation's most brilliant minds advancing freedom, the significance of the U.S. Constitution, and the rule of law, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson is the founder of the American Cornerstone Institute. He served as the 17th Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, and for nearly 30 years, Secretary Carson served as director of pediatric neurosurgery at the Johns Hopkins University or the Johns Hopkins Children's Center, a position he assumed when he was just 33 years old, becoming the youngest major division director in the hospital's history. He is the author of numerous best selling books, including Gifted Hands. Think Big, A More Perfect Union, among other great titles, including Created Equal, a must-read for every American. And on this note, we once again extend a warm welcome on behalf of America's Roundtable and our engaged listeners to Dr. Ben Carson. Welcome and good morning, sir.
1: Good morning, Dr. Carson.
2: Good morning. It's always wonderful to be with you all.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Carson. As a nation that shares timeless principles and Judeo-Christian values with the people of Israel and Jewish Americans, we're still in the midst of great shock, disbelief, and grief when reflecting on what transpired on October 7, 2023, when Hamas and Palestinian jihadists massacred civilians in Israel. October 7 saw the most Jews slaughtered in a single day since the Holocaust. Hamas terrorists murdered 1,200 people, including 35 American citizens.
0: Dr. Carson, over the past week, we have seen very small groups of hostages being released, including women and very young children. And one American Israeli that captured our hearts was four-year-old Abigail Idan, who turned four years old in captivity. And the Wall Street Journal editorial board in a piece titled, Hamas Holds Everyone Hostage, the Terrorists Trafficking in Human Beings to Achieve Their Bloody Aims, states, and I quote, The civilized world is rejoicing at the release of hostages by Hamas, especially the sight of young children reunited with parents after seven weeks of hell. But that relief shouldn't blind us to the way the jihadists are manipulating human sentiment to achieve their terrorist aims. Now Hamas is using the hostages to play on Western respect for human life. Hamas knows its strategy is dividing Israeli opinion between those who prioritize the release of the hostages and those who want Hamas defeated so he can never slaughter again. 1,200 people. Hamas is also manipulating the world, including the Biden administration." Dr. Carson, when looking at the protests in America of young people at colleges siding with Hamas and its evil deeds, one asks, where have we gone wrong as a society when evil and terrorism is glorified? Dr. Carson, what is your message to our Jewish American friends and the people of Israel as they face hatred like never before in our history and to address the challenges of this existential threat?
2: Well, this is obviously something that's very difficult for our Jewish brothers and sisters. Uh, I don't think anybody realized the depth of the hatred, the anti-Semitism that existed before this incident. and. Also, what we're seeing is a long-term effort on behalf of Hamas and other terrorist organizations to indoctrinate our young people. And we're seeing the results of that on our college campuses. Uh, I think a lot of those students, they they certainly know who Hitler is. and, And they know vaguely about the Holocaust, but they don't really understand how all that happened, and what the implications of it are. And they're very easy to manipulate and to rewrite history. And, you know, the, the problem, of course, is that history gives you your identity, which gives you your beliefs. And uh, when you begin to destroy those things, you make people very easy to manipulate. And, and that's what we're seeing, a massive manipulation campaign going on. I mean, anybody who really stops and thinks about it logically, you know, people coming in, uh, killing parents in front of their children, uh, killing babies. Uh, I mean, how can anybody be okay with that? Uh, But, you know, they've managed to turn the tables and, and make you talk about something else. And uh, there are many people who even deny that those things happened on October the 7th, just like you have uh, Holocaust deniers. Uh, the difference is we have a lot of documentation as to what happened, so it makes it a lot more difficult to deny it uh, in an accurate way.
1: Uh, Dr. Carson, Hamas's attack on Israel happened on the verge of historic agreement for normalization of relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel. And this was a continuation of successful Abraham Accords under the Trump administration that you were part of and President Trump's leadership, which led for the first time to the normalization of relations between Israel and Arab countries, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco and Sudan. So today we are presented with a choice of peace, security and prosperity that peoples of Israel and Arab countries in the region aspire to or murder and destruction, which is perpetrated by Iran, a state sponsor of terrorism, which funds terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, Houthis, and militias in Iran and Syria. Uh, Dr. Carson, what needs to happen in America in order to restore the policy of peace through strength and to deal effectively with Iran?
2: Well, I think America needs to recognize that Israel is our friend and we don't abandon our friends under any circumstances and we don't allow ourselves to be manipulated into not backing them. Uh, And that's what's going on right now. Uh, The Iranians have attacked American positions uh, multiple times. Uh, We have not responded, I think, in an appropriate way. We've been very soft And uh, that encourages them to be even more adventurous. And uh, who's going to be the recipient of their aggression? Israel, because Iran wants nothing more than to eliminate Israel. And uh, when we facilitate that by making money available to them, or relaxing the sanctions, uh, not responding, at least in kind, for their attacks on us. Uh, we are facilitating the destruction of Israel. We need to understand that, and, and and we need to make a decision. Are we with them, or are we not with them? And if we are, there's a certain way that we need to behave.
1: Mm. Right. Uh, Dr. Carson, your embodiment of uh, the American dream And as you shared in your piece, My American Dream, published via Forbes in 2016, and I quote, I know what it means to rise from disadvantaged circumstances at the bottom of the economic ladder. I know what it means to face long odds against my success and to prevail. I have never doubted that the American Dream is accessible to my fellow Americans, regardless of color, ethnicity, or background. End of quote. And you mentioned the essence of the American Dream, a belief that anyone can achieve upward mobility regardless of the color, ethnicity, or background. Uh, Dr. Carson, the recent poll conducted by the Wall Street Journal and NORC, National Opinion Research Center, shows a large drop in a belief of the American Dream. Only 36% of the surveyed said the American Dream still holds true compared to 53% who said so in 2012, and 48% in 2016 in similar surveys. Uh, Dr. Carson, you recently shared that the American dream can survive. What do we need to do in order to save the American dream?
2: Well, those of us who believe in America and the principles that established America need to be more vocal. The problem is that a lot of people who think the right way are afraid to speak up. And that leaves the the microphone for those who are not afraid to speak up. And unfortunately, uh, those are leftists and Marxists and people who want to fundamentally change America into something else. They're more than happy to uh, make their opinions known and do it in such a way that uh, people think that that's mainstream thinking, when in fact it is not. But unless those of us who actually believe in America and believe in the principles that establish this country are willing to speak up, We will lose all of those things that others have fought for.
0: On the state of education in America, Dr. Carson, you have spoken at colleges across America, homeschool conventions filled with thousands of engaged homeschool parents and other platforms. You also recently joined two leaders from the wide political spectrum in authoring the book Crisis in the Classroom. And I would like to relay Walter Villa's summary of your visit to St. Thomas University in Florida, and I quote, in which you share... You could go into the middle of the woods and find a mountain man, and he knew how to read, Carson said. The guy could tell them about the Declaration of Independence. If you really want to be impressed, look at a sixth grade exam from 150 years ago. I don't think most adults could pass that test. That's part of what we are talking about, the dumbing down of America, unquote. Dr Carson, how do we restore excellence in education where children are inspired to read, to understand the true American founding and compete with the rest of the world in the fields of math and sciences? What can we do as Americans to advance the principal idea of school choice and engaging state governors and state education secretaries on this vital front?
2: Well, what we can do is really begin to emphasize who we are as a nation, what our real history is, uh, not the distorted history. And uh, that's one of the reasons we started the Little Patriot Program with American Cornerstone Institute, teaching our young people the principles of the founding of this nation and also what our real history is, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the fact of the matter is there's a heck of a lot more good than there is bad and ugly. And you have these entities like CRT and sixteen nineteen that only sees upon the negative, and they try to build everything around the negative. When this country has such an incredibly positive history, you know, you look at the opportunities we afforded people, you look at the inventions that have come out of this country, uh, the quality of life not only for people in this country but for in other countries. It's been. Nothing short of miraculous what has happened in this country. And that's why it is such a thorn in the side of the Marxists and those who want to fundamentally change America and change the world to their utopian view of the government takes care of you from cradle to grave, but you give them all power. Uh, We stand in direct opposition to that, or at least we have until recently. And, uh, and that's why they're working so hard to try to undermine those principles by getting in and indoctrinating our young people and telling them that America really is not good. America is bad. Capitalism is bad. Merit system is bad. And that we need to have a system where everybody is equal Everything is done in an equitable, quote, unquote, uh, way. And it really shouldn't have anything to do with the amount of effort that you put into it. Everybody needs to be treated exactly the same. And that sounds good to people, particularly if they're not doing that well. And, uh, you know, that's that's how the whole thing started, uh, the, the Chinese Cultural Revolution. Mm. And uh, they got people to buy into it. And they particularly uh, recruited the young people. And then they uh, disempowered the police. And uh, many of the very same things that are going on in our country right now were the things that uh, preceded the Cultural Revolution in China.
0: Mm -hmm. For our engaged listeners, parents, grandparents, educators, we encourage you to visit littlepatriotslearning.com, this great educational endeavor that was uh, started and launched by Dr. Ben Carson and the American Cornerstone Institute. It's found at littlepatriotslearning.com, and we'll have more information on our website at americasrt.com.
1: And, uh, Dr. Carson, you mentioned Chinese Revolution, and uh, recently, actually, President Biden met with Xi Jinping on the U.S. soil in California. And uh, Xi Jinping was quoted saying, I quote, China has no plans to surpass or replace the United States. And the United States should not have any plans to suppress and contain China. So we should allow, basically, we should allow China to fly balloons over America's territory, allow China to steal our intellectual property, allow China to build eavesdropping station in Cuba to engage in intelligent activities, to occupy Taiwan, and most recently to cancel our social media accounts if we have a negative opinion about China. That's what happened in the case of Jon Stewart, whose show, Problem with John Stewart was reportedly canceled following disagreements over how to handle topics such as China. Uh, Dr. Carson, how should the U.S. administration respond to Xi Jinping and China?
2: Well, we should uh, respond with wisdom. Uh, You know, you you think back to ancient Israel and the Bible and how God, uh, through David and other leaders, uh, helped them to be able to navigate through very hostile environments. Uh, That means you don't necessarily take the word of your enemies as gospel. Uh, You have to actually have uh, some intellectual processing that helps you to recognize that you have to to judge people not on what they say, but on what they do. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something – People need to understand about some of the political figures in our country, too. Uh, There are some people who say, I don't like certain people because of the way they talk. Well, it's not what they say. It's what they do that you need to be looking at. And that's what's going to matter to your children and your grandchildren.
1: Right, and exactly what you mentioned uh, takes us to this, uh, you know, special question about uh, President Trump. Uh, as soon as President Biden got in office, the Biden administration engaged in an immediate reversal of the Trump administration's principal policies. So, from a country with a thriving economy, which achieved energy independence, did not engage in any wars, improved the security on the southern border, achieved peace through strength, including signing of the. Air Abraham Accords under the Trump administration that you were part of, America went in the opposite direction under the Biden administration. And uh, Let me briefly share your recent statement released via social media and I quote, Our nation is in desperate need of strong leadership, a president who fights for the American people, our freedoms, our safety and our future. Donald J. Trump is the leader, and I am proud to give him my full endorsement for President of the United States today. Join me in this fight to make America great again." Unquote. Uh, Dr. Carson, could you kindly share with us about your endorsement and the America voters' expectations?
2: Well, you know, I like to be objective and look at the facts. And the facts are, you know, the economy was very good with Trump's policies. Our standing in the world had improved greatly. Uh, We had achieved energy independence, which has a lot to do with the economy. And, uh, you know, there are multiple other just wonderful things that happened that no one really talks about because they were good things. But even at least as important as those things is the fact that you have the enemies of Donald Trump trying to use our justice system to take him out of the running. And if they can manipulate our justice system to eliminate their political opponents, this will no longer be America. That's what people need to understand.
0: Absolutely. And just in our final moments, Dr. Carson, we have covered a number of key issues and challenges adversely affecting America and our trusted ally Israel and the Jewish American community. And Abraham Lincoln, in his annual message to Congress on December 1, 1862, shared these words, and I quote, The world knows we do know how to save it. We even We're here, hold the power and bear the responsibility. In giving freedom to the slave, we assure freedom to the free, honorable alike in what we give and what we preserve. We shall nobly save or meanly lose the last best hope of earth. Other means may succeed, this could not fail. The way is plain, peaceful, generous, just, a way which if followed the world will forever applaud and God must forever bless." Dr. Carson, in closing, what is your message to our fellow Americans? Are we as a nation and as individuals up to this great task, the worthy challenge to save the last best hope on earth? We
2: must realize that we are different. As our country was being established, the leaders of Europe laughed. They said, you can't have a country that is ruled on the will of the people. You have to have a monarch. You have to have a ruling body. You can't do it on the will of the people. And uh, our, our founders worked very hard to give us a constitution that would change that. Uh, because they studied every government that ever existed. And they recognized that all governments eventually become the same way. They, they grow, they infiltrate, and they dominate. That's what they do. Uh, they can't help themselves. And, and so they tried to give us something that would prevent that from happening in our country. And, uh, you know, when Benjamin Franklin came out of the Constitutional Convention, he was asked, sir, what do we have here, a monarchy or a republic? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. Hmm. Well, we've kept it for over 240 years, but it is being challenged now. Uh, to an extent greater than it ever has before. And it's not going to be the government that saves it. It's going to be we the people, which means we need to understand what's going on. We can't be more concerned about the score of the football game than we are about the education that our children are getting.
0: Mm, Dr. Ben Carson is founder of the American Cornerstone Institute. He served as the 17th Secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Thank you so much, Dr. Carson, for joining us on America's Roundtable. Natasha and I always truly appreciate your positive engagement and you inspire us in the work that you're accomplishing every day.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Carson.
2: Thank you for what you're doing
0: and thank you for being patriots and
2: encouraging other people to do the same.
0: Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless. God bless. You too. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolana Sami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Sardorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit.
1: America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcast, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com, americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at AmericasRT. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com.